Hey, how about starting the new year off right? Well, that's what we're trying to do here at Discover Church with 21 days of prayer and fasting. We hope that you'll take the opportunity to join us and also join us as we are in a, a series we're calling Revival, where we are trying to draw closer to see what God is going to do this brand new year. Well, good morning, good morning. I tell you what, uh, it has been a, uh, a great morning already. I hope that you are excited. I hope and pray that everybody that's coming south through Millsboro, you made your way through the traffic, you survived. I had people calling me yesterday saying, Pastor Curtis, what is going on in Georgetown? And I said, I don't know, but I'll find out. And it turns out uh, the, the state is doing a vaccine event down the street at the DMV and all the things. Look, you thought the normal DMV line was bad. Then you hear about them waiting five and six hours yesterday. You find DMV is so bad anymore, is it? All the DMV workers are excited about that. It makes them look real good. So uh, listen, if this is uh, your first time being with us today, I just want to say welcome. Thank you. If you're joining us online today, thank you guys so much for being here with us. Uh, if it's your first time here in person, we want to encourage you to check out the connection card, which is in the uh, seat pocket in front of you. You can fill that out at some point today and drop it in the uh, offering receptacles in the back of the room. If you're online, don't forget to click in the link at the top of the video, whether you're watching on Facebook or on YouTube. We are so thankful that you're taking the time to be part of our family today. And also, don't forget, we have the check-in challenge, and the check-in challenge this week uh, is, uh, or not just this week, but this whole month, we are sponsoring with uh, Code Purple Sussex County. And the really awesome thing about Code Purple is these, uh, Code Purple helps families right here in Sussex County. This is a outreach uh, through uh, churches all across Sussex County to help uh, give people that are homeless a place to stay on cold winter nights. Because let me tell you, folks, if you don't think so, go out today for a little bit and tell me if you don't think it, it, people need uh, a nice warm spot to stay. So uh, we're partnering with them this month. So when you check in on Facebook or Instagram at any point today, uh, you're going to make a difference uh, over with Code Purple uh, just for doing that. And uh, also, uh, I want to let you know that we have some small groups that are happening. And uh, we actually, they kicked off this past week. And uh, I know the ladies had a good time at uh, the, the ladies' Bible study, uh, my wife was telling me. But listen, I can't stress enough, I can't encourage you enough. Listen, if I could, I could go grab you by the ear right now and tell you, please, please take the opportunity and get involved in a small group. Because listen, I know that you love coming and sitting uh, on Sunday and worshiping, and, and, and I know you love hearing my beautiful voice all, all morning long, right? I know you do. But that is not going to be enough uh, in your life for you to experience community with one another. And this is as well uh, extends, especially for those of you that are part of our online family or online church. Uh, make sure that you're taking the opportunity to get connected to a small group. And um, we have lots of great ones this week, in fact. Uh, I want to encourage you. We've got the night of prayer happening this week. That's Tuesday. Uh, we also have the online Bible group that is going to be on Wednesday. That's going to be via Zoom. You need to sign up for that one, especially because we can't send you the Zoom link ahead of time if you're not signed up. Uh, so you can go to discoverchurch.cc to see all of those. And also, if you're looking uh, on your car or, or on your, your seats today, if you're here in person, uh, you got one of uh, these uh, little flyers here. I can't even pick it up with my other papers here. You got one of these little flyers, and it, it kind of gives you a little bit of a description of all of the small groups that we offer. And uh, if you are looking at this list and you say, Pastor Curtis, this is a cool list. 
I don't know what to do with it, right? I don't know, what do I do? Who do I, what am I going to sign up for? I'll tell you, listen, if all else fails, this one is the one to sign up for. Uh, it, it, it moved, but it was freedom. If all else fails, I would encourage you because in my particular opinion, I think that everybody that's part of Discover Church needs to go through freedom. Instead, in fact, I don't just say that because I've done it. I've done it three times, and I'm going to keep doing it because guess what? It's that good. So I want to encourage you to check out Freedom. Freedom is going to be a group that meets both uh, via Zoom and in person, I think. Uh, so, Tom, you want to give a wave. Maureen's in the back. Your wife, she's helping out there as well. See them uh, if you want to get signed up to be part of Freedom or any of the groups. And listen, before you leave today or if you are online, make sure before you get offline today, Make sure you share in the message if you need help uh, getting signed up or if you have a question about something, and we will make sure that we contact you and we are uh, making sure you are getting involved here uh, with a small group. And lastly, my last one for the day as far as announcements go is how many of you, does anybody know what happens in not counting today, not today, but in two more weeks, February 7th. Do you know what that is? Super Bowl. Hey, you never thought you'd live to see another Super Bowl, did you? I was going to say after the last one, the whole world fell apart. So we're going to try it again. Uh, but look, on February 7th, we're calling it Team Jersey Day. Uh, we are encouraging you on Super Bowl Sunday uh, to make sure that you wear your team colors, even if, even if you're a Washington football team fan. I'm not even sure what you guys wear anymore. You got multiple jerseys to pick from. You don't even know what name you are. You know what I mean? So, so anyway... So I, I know I, it's okay. It's okay. I was going to say they they did make it to the playoffs. Uh, I guess that's what the, maybe the name was what was holding you back all this time. I don't know. But uh, but look, I want to encourage you uh, if you are able to, and you say, listen, Pastor Curtis, I'm not really a football fan. That's okay. If you've got a school, a university, or any other sport, uh, you know, if if you want to be near and dear to my heart, just wear a Baltimore Orioles jersey. Okay, it's really awesome, and it's neutral. They're horrible every year, but it's okay. We love them. So, uh, so you can uh, check that out on Jersey Day. Uh, but look, uh, this year, uh, this year we're kicking off uh, our, our year with a series that we're calling Revival. And the reason that we're calling it Revival, because I, I believe, especially after last year, that we need revival. You, you might not even realize this, you might not recognize this, but you, you need revival in your heart and really the heart's where it starts, and we really tried to plant some seed today, uh, at this week and this month, because we've been going through and doing 21 days of prayer and fasting, and I hope and I pray that you've been doing that with us. I know at the Jones household, we are kind of excited that 21 days of prayer and fasting is over because I'm ready to eat. <laughs> ha, I, the, I am ready to eat. I have been living on fumes, it feels like, for the past week or so, and I so I'm just like, Lord, just... See me to 21 days. Like, let me get there. So, uh, but uh, it's been exciting. And 21 days, though, has been uh, a something where if you're participating with us, and maybe you're doing it in a big way or maybe you're doing it in a small way, has been an awesome way to be able to start your year off trying to, trying to say, Lord, I need revival in my heart and in my life. I need to see revival in my family. And if you're here today or if you're watching online and you say, I don't know, Pastor Curtis, what do you mean when you're talking about Revival. What does that mean? Well, the simply defined, the word revival means this. It means an improvement in the condition or strength of something. An improvement in the condition or strength of something. So I, I for me, I know that I want to see an improvement and a strength in my soul, in my relationship with God this year. And, and the reason I say that is because as much as I believe that God wants to see revival 
I know 2020 for me was a, a really, 2020 was a rough year. And I know 2020 for you probably was kind of a rough year too because uh, we basically had everything that we thought we knew flipped on its head. And, and you thought 2020 was tough. Well, 2020 for pastors was rough. 2020 for pastors was rough because, you know, it was this roller coaster of up and down and trying to figure out how to do things that had literally never been done before. For probably the first time ever we did in 2020, there was no churches across the entire United States of America that had anyone in their seats on Easter. And so it was just this uh, this time you know, where where you went through this kind of emotional, stressful thing where all of a sudden people that you counted on weren't there. They dropped out. People that you would hope would step up didn't. And then others tried to help fill the gaps. And so it was just one of those things where, you know, <laughs> I describe it as it where I just like, you know, had weeks where I was just like, God, I hope you have this under control because I have no idea what I'm doing right now, okay? Did anybody else, was anybody else, did that describe 2020 to anybody else? Okay, that's good. I'm glad to see I'm not all by myself. In fact, I heard another pastor recently uh, talk about uh, uh, something that he had journaled, and uh, in, a, in a prayer time with God last year, uh, he basically had journaled, and, and he wrote this, and I felt like for me, this kind of checked a lot of the boxes for me. He said this, he says, I feel like I don't know how to pastor people anymore. He says, because they're so distracted and busy. And then he prayed this. He said, I, I need the Lord to help me see in the spirit. And, and last year, the funny part about this was, because I, and I, I want to tell you how we got to this revival series. Last year, um, I was meeting with several local pastors uh, on a monthly basis, taking time to pray. And ironically enough, they were praying for revival. And I say that because for me, last year, we were praying for revival, and I'm just like, Lord, I don't feel this. <laughs> Lord, I'm praying for revival. I got all these other pastors, and we are praying for revival. But Lord, I am not feeling very revivaled. I'm feeling the opposite of that. You know what I mean? Like, I, And it was uh, through uh, another uh, pastor's coaching network that I'm a part of, um, which, by the way, uh, small groups and community isn't something – that I just talked about on Sunday, I, I make sure we live it out. Me and Amy are both part of other community groups that are pa that have other pastors in them because we need community. You need community. So in some of these other uh, pastors groups that we're a part of, uh, this word revival, this is separate from local pastors, this word revival kind of kept coming up. And that's ultimately how we got to this series because I won't lie, between September to October last year, I kind of felt like all of a sudden God flipped a switch. Like all of a sudden he turned something on and I literally felt like a renew or a, a reviving was happening with my passion and my burden because for me, uh, uh, to, for me, I felt so much of 2020 and, and I know that I've talked to so many people, this is the, the best way I can describe it. I kind of felt like 2020, I was like this, I was like holding everything together. You know what I mean? Trying to figure out, okay, kids are going to go to school and sports and this, and we, we have this thing over here, and we've got to keep people safe, and we've got to people do, uh, social distance. And you, and you kind of felt like you were in this, like, holding pattern. And then all of a sudden, I felt conviction. And I felt conviction because I felt like the Holy Spirit says, well, look, I thought you had a burden for people. You're so worried about being in this holding pattern and keeping what you've got that you forgot that you're not called to hold ground, 
you're called to go out and sow new seed. And, and that's a little bit what we're going to talk about today. But before, I want some audience participation, okay? You're going to participate with me, all right? Don't make me look silly up here. If you're online, you got to participate too. You can do a yay or a little hands up emoji or something. You got a whole bunch of emojis that people sitting here. They ain't got no emojis. They got, they got two hands. That's all they got, okay? So, so participate with me. How many of you, okay, here's the question. How many of you would say today that by the time that you get out of bed, already have multiple texts, headlines, and notifications waiting for you on your phone. How many people are like that? My day normally starts by how many, uh, like my, the top of my screen will give me a couple of them, and then it says like plus something. And normally, it's not too bad if it's like maybe plus four, but if all of a sudden I get like plus seven, you're like, oh boy, something's happened. Like, what's going on? You know what I mean? Right? Because the noise has already begun before your feet have hit the floor. What about this? Uh, how many of you have ever sat down maybe with your YouVersion Bible app or, or, your, or your paper Bible, right? How many of you have ever sat down, tried to read your Bible, but then been distracted by at least one text, an update, an alert, a headline, or a phone? Anybody ever experienced that? Yeah, I was going to say because the devil knows when you're looking at your Bible, you know what I mean? Uh, what about this? How many of you, okay, uh, how many of you have at least once, at least once looked at your phone while since services started, how many of you would be bold enough to admit it? Oh, uh, okay, all right, I get it. I have two. I was trying to monitor online, okay? Uh, but how many of this, let's get even real. How many of you since the, the five or ten minutes since I started talking have had to check your phone, uh, okay? That's all right, Cody, I see you. I'm going to be, uh, Frank, I'm watching you up front here. Okay, I see it. My brother doesn't care. He's like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do about it? So I, you ain't going to do nothing. <laughs> we live, though, we live in a distracted world and I believe that really we have to make sure that we are fighting back against that distraction. And here's what Paul wrote in Colossians uh, chapter 1, starting in verse 9. And this is something that we all should be uh, going for. It says, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. And in fact, this is what's going to happen. We, we, we've already done this today. We've already done this this morning. But this is what's going to happen on Tuesday when they meet for the prayer, uh, when they meet at prayer. They're going to pray in this room. And guess what? They're not praying just super generic uh, prayers that aren't very serious. But we, we actually take time to pray for you. If you're watching online right now, you don't know it. But, but we pray for you on a weekly basis. If you're here, I might not know every single person in this room's name right now. But guess what? We still, we, we're praying for you. We're praying for you today. But here's what he says. He says, we continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives. And here's what I love. In verse 10, he says, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work and growing in the knowledge of God. I don't know about you, but here's how I'm starting 2021. I want this line that says, so that you may live a life worthy I want to live a life worthy of the Lord today. And, and I think that even no matter where you are in your spiritual walk, you're probably in the same spot. You may not know how to articulate it or how to, how to kind of put that out there, but I think that you're in that same spot. But really, we've been in a season where we've just been trying to figure out what works. We're just trying to like kind of just figure it out. You know what I mean? Like your kids have tried to figure out why Zoom, their teacher doesn't log them in for Zoom for like the 700th time, right? We're just trying to figure it out. We don't know and we just want to get through. But here's what I want to encourage you today is today, guess what? I want to remind you that if you want to see revival happen in your life, 
if you want to see it in your family, in your relationship with your spouse and your children, if you want to see it with your coworkers, then guess what? We actually have to sow seed. We have to plant something. See, because you have to plant something in order to get a harvest. And uh, how many, are any garden people out there? Garden people? If you're online, are you a gardener? I was going to say, there's a couple people here. Mr. Stanley's not raising his hand. Mr. Stanley's like the most gardening person I know because Mr. Stanley's garden always overflows and helps uh, fill up any, any bad parts that mine does. You know what I mean? Mr. Stanley's like, hey, you, how are your peppers doing? Horrible. Well, here's, here's a giant basket full of peppers. You know what I mean? It's awesome. It makes me feel good. You know, but, uh, but we all know, even if you're not a garden person, we know that guess what? There are different fruit for different seasons, aren't there? Just like you're not going to go to any grocery store right now and find a locally sourced Sussex County tomato, okay? You're just not going to find it because we know that different seasons produce different fruit. But for us, you know, as we go through this, we have to also recognize that planting seasons and harvest seasons, that there's different problems that come about in those different times. So for me, I, I love to plant a garden. I don't like maintaining a garden, okay? Like that whole weeding thing is just not for me. But I love the, the notion of planting a garden. And, you know, when you get out there in the spring, you know, what do you have to deal with? The, the things you have to worry about, it's wet most of the time. It's, it's kind of mucky. Uh, not only that, uh, but it, you, it's kind of cool, right? And, and sometimes I know that in the past when I plant a garden in the spring, that those uh, late frosts can come, right? And you got to go out there, you got to try to cover your plants and figure out what you're going to do to keep everything alive. But yet, when you flip around to harvest, when you come to harvest it, what is it? It's hot, it's dry. Pastor Kim, I remember not that long ago, I, I planted potatoes for the one and only time I ever planted potatoes. And you know why? Because, you know, planting potatoes is great. Wait till you got to harvest those jokers, and it's it's a, it's like a billion degrees outside, and you're shoveling the whole earth up. You know what I mean? Like it is not it's not fun because guess what? W when you plant, planting things is going to have a different uh, amount of, of uh, obstacles or different problems than you are when you harvest. And and I believe that for us to experience revival, we have to realize that that we have we have been called to replant. We have to get busy for Christ. And we have, to, we have to realize that there are seeds that we need to plant because guess what? There are people that need to know about Jesus Christ for the very first time that don't. There are people that maybe know about Jesus Christ but have not experienced what it is to have real relationship with him at all. And so for us, we, we are called to replant. In fact, here's what it says in Proverbs 31 as we're talking about planting and replanting today. Proverbs 31 is talking about this woman, and I love what it says here in verses 16 and 17. It says that she considers uh, a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She sets about her work vigorously, and I love this line here where it says, her arms are strong for the task. What you and I have to realize is just like this woman who comes to get ready to plant this vineyard, she has to make the decision that she's going to plant it first. She considers the field. You have to realize that you have a field that you have to consider whether or not you're going to produce fruit in. And we also have to realize that, that her arms were strong for the task, that you oftentimes feel weak and don't feel capable of, of doing it. But guess what? God is saying, yes, you do. And the problem, though, I think for many of us is we're standing in a field that used to produce fruit. It used to be a healthy place for you and your family to be, it, you may be kind of wandering around looking at yourself going, you know, this, this used to work. 
And how many times have you said this in any season of your life, whether it's this past year or even longer? But how many of you have said this? I just want to go back to the way things were before. Come on. I mean, like, uh, I, I just want to go back. I just want to go to where I can go to the movies and I don't have to worry, worry about paying to watch an old movie that I've already seen 16 times, right? You, you want to go back to the way things were before. You want to be able to go to a restaurant and not have to worry about uh, everything that's going on with that, right? We, the problem that we, we find is we're saying that I like this field. This, this used to be a good field, but I really think God is looking at us today and saying, guess what? Yes, that field was a good field, but I have something better for you. I have a better field for you. And so my question for you today, for everyone watching online, for everyone here in, in person, is this. Is will you replant? See, we have to realize that seeds are being sown. Seeds are going to be sown. So there's either seeds that are going to produce fruit that we want to produce, or there's seeds that are going to be sown to produce things we don't want to produce. And a problem that we, we see when we look around is we know that there's been a lot of wrong seeds being planted. And you know how I know that? Because depression is up, suicides are up, anxiety is up, fear is up, all of those things. And guess what? That's fruit. That's fruit, but it's fruit from the wrong seeds that are being planted. So I, today I want to challenge us to plant something brand new. Heavenly Father, Lord, I just want to pray right now. Lord, that you speak to hearts and minds, Father God, that you allow us to be receptive of your word today, Father God, that, Lord, this is not something coming from me, but, Father, that this is your holy scripture, Father, that is going to pierce through, Father God, the darkness. And I'm praying right now that you're going to help reveal in your sons and your daughters how, Father, that we are called to replant in order for us, Father, to be able to see, in order to see the harvest. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, Galatians 6, Galatians 6, the Apostle Paul uh, sh shares about the, the laws of sowing and reaping. And if you haven't read Galatians 6, if you're taking notes, uh, I'd encourage you to write this down. This is a great opportunity for you to read this, re read this week, uh, Galatians 6, where he talks about that. But really, uh, Paul, it, when he writes this, he says, uh, what I need you to understand is not to give up. Do not give up because guess what? You will reap a harvest at the end, but you have to not give up because the harvest only comes through the perseverance, through you being able to do that because we have to realize that there is a spiritual accounting being taking place in heaven. Some of us, we forget that because we think in a day-to-day -day basis. We think about what we're going to do tomorrow. We think just like me, what I'm going to eat for lunch today after 21 days of prayer and fasting is up, right? We think in the day-to-day, -day, the moment, momentary things, but we have to realize that there is a spiritual account taking place in heaven, and, and we may sometimes not feel like God is paying attention or that he knows what you're going through. I, I, I don't know about you, whether you did something, uh, maybe you fasted everything for 21 days, or maybe it was something small in your life, and, and sometimes we probably look back at that and say, does God really even care? Like, does God care what I'm doing? Does God really care what I've given up? You know, all I know is that I'm hangry, you know, you get a little bit hungry, and you get cranky, right? You don't know what's going on because maybe you signed off social media for 21 days, and, and you're just trying to figure out. But ultimately, we have to realize that God sees that. He's paying attention to that. And for us, we, we are standing in a field, and, and I don't know if you've had this happen, but I, I constantly are finding myself in this, where I have to reinvent ways 
to try to make sure that I'm staying fresh with God. I have to reinvent ways because you know what happens? If you think that you're going to wake up every morning and read a verse or two, and that, that's just it. That's what Christian, your Christian walk is. You're going to find after just a little bit what you used to get a lot out of, you're not getting out anything out of anymore. All of a sudden, you're just going through the routine. Maybe you used to go to work uh, or on your way to work, and you would listen uh, to, to a song, and, you know, you would, you would, like, really get into worship and jam out with it, and now you get in, and you're distracted by everything else around you, and you're not connected. All of a sudden, you're realizing the things that you used to do don't work anymore. So sometimes it's easy for us to feel like God is changing or something's happened on that side. But the fact of the matter is, is we know that God doesn't change. In fact, God isn't the changing one here. It's culture is. It's our own personal culture and us that changes. This is why I, I really want to take a second here and challenge you and challenge everyone watching with three things. Three things. And I don't know if you're really ready for these three things, but I'm going to throw them out there. And I hope that you can, can grab these three things and go with them. And the first one is this. Man, listen, if we want to see revival in your life, if you want to see revival in, in, in the relationship with your spouse, if you want to see revival in your relationship with your family, guess what we have to do? Man, we got to show up. We got to show up. We got to, listen, if we want to be called sons and daughters of God, you know what that means? We got to come to the family reunions. Family reunions every Sunday, man. That's a, that's a beautiful thing about the family of Christ. We get together every Sunday. So I want to challenge you to actually attend and, and, and listen, if COVID-19 and the fear, uh, not the fear, but if COVID-19, because of health concerns that you have and the fact that you uh, are not sure about being with large groups of people, if that's going to be what keeps you uh, from attending, the ch uh, attending church, that's fine. But make sure that that doesn't become an excuse on why you don't get the vaccine. Because we want to come up with excuses on why we can't, we, we can't be part of small groups because you know, small groups means that we got to sit near people. we got to be, you know, in the same room as other people. But the fact of the matter is, is that's the enemy wanting to whisper into your ear to say, listen, when there's a vaccine available that you're, when we're able to get signed up to buy, or when, not buy, when you get able to get signed up for that, you don't have to wait for seven hours at the DMV parking lot, right? Because that's no fun for anybody. We have to realize that, guess what? We have to actually show up and be part of the body of Christ. we gotta, we got to do this thing together. And the second one I would say is this, is many of you have probably experienced limits in where you're going to go with God because of your unwillingness in some areas. And I know one of the number one areas that people have unwillingness to go there with God is with their finances. You'll say, God, I'll show up to church on Sunday. I'll log online on Sunday. God, I'll even serve when we do serve day once or twice a year. I have no problem with that. But God, but God that whole tithing thing feels crazy. That whole tithe thing feels a little bit off. And listen, if you're a part of the Discover Church family, you know that I very rarely uh, really kind of uh, 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 bring up anything big or hard on giving. And you know why? Because I don't want you to ever feel like you got to give because I'm asking you to. I want you to feel that you can give because guess what? It's scriptural and it's how God is going to grow you and stretch you in new ways. It's a way for us, it's a way for my family, for us to realize that we have a dependency on God. We have a dependency on God, in not just in one little thing, but in every area, every aspect of our lives. So I would challenge you, if you have not taken the opportunity to, to tithe, okay, to tithe for 10% of, of your income, I want to challenge you on it. And in fact, I haven't even talked with the board about this, but I'll cover you, all right? I'll cover you. You start tithing, 
And then after 30, 60, 90 days, you come back and you say, you know what, Pastor Chris, you lied to me. I started tithing and my life fell apart. You know, listen, if that's the case, I'll cover you. Okay, I'll get it. Uh, Because the fact of the matter, the simple fact is, is if we're going to grow, we have to be bold and be ready to take steps out of our comfort. And the third one is this. The third one is this is that if you are part of Discover Church, if you attend, if you're watching online here, if, if this is a place where you are calling home, that guess what? That guess what? We have to realize that we are all called to be part of the body of Christ. I encourage you to check out Growth Track. I encourage you to check out Growth Track. Listen, Proverbs 31, here's what we find in Proverbs 31. Proverbs 31, the woman, she has this, this, uh, this field that she wants to figure out whether to go and whether to buy. She has this field whether she's trying to figure out what to do and how to do it. And, and the fact is, I think God is asking you, he's asking you today, he's looking at you and saying, you know your problem? You need a bigger shovel. Now, I don't know about at your house, but at my house, I have some, Frank, I've got different sizes of shovels. I got lots of shovels. I got shovels, I got some shovels, I don't even know what kind of shovels they are. I just have them. I've got a little spade shovel. Now listen, I love that little spade shovel because that spade shovel will go out and dig the small, a small hole and do it real nice, easy, and quick. It's great. But you don't want to dig no ditch. You don't want to have to do anything too, too heavy duty with it because it's going to take you three or four times the amount to do it. Now, I have another shovel at home that I just really call it the pooper scooper, okay? Now you don't know, I don't know if you have a pooper scooper at your house, but the pooper scooper at our house is a a shovel that's like four times the size of the spade. And when we were growing up on a farm, this was always what you used to go scrape manure off of. Fred, I know you've got a couple of them. I was going to say, it's one of those ones where you got to have this big shovel to come because you don't want to have to carry this mess around a whole bunch of times. But you want to get the job done and you want to get it done now. We have to realize that in your life and in my life, we have to develop some spiritual muscle. Because guess what? That big shovel, it takes a little bit more muscle than that spade. It takes a little bit more effort and a little bit more energy to make that thing happen. But what we have to realize is that God has called us to do something. God has called you and I this season to plant strength even when you don't feel like you're strong enough, to plant strength, even when you feel weak, because guess what? In your weakness, that's exactly when he's made strong. See, planning isn't always fun. And I remember my my biggest one to tell you about today is planning Discover Church. And when we planted Discover Church, uh, we had, you know, some moments where when we started, it just wasn't good. You know, we had a whole bunch of stuff to buy. We had a whole bunch of stuff to do and, and to get. And the next thing you know, uh, you, we were thankful to partner with uh, our partners at uh, ARC, the Association of Related Churches and the Church of God, to help get us up off the ground. Nobody, we had times where people didn't show up. And then we go from that to 2020 in the middle of a pandemic for us as the body of Christ to have the best year Discover Church has ever had financially. And you know why we were able to do that? Because people were willing to plant seeds. They were willing to sow seeds. You were willing to help 
sow seeds so that thousands of people in our community could be fed, so that we could put diapers in, in, the, in the hands of families who needed them. We've got to plant strength. The second one, we have to plant grace to extend grace to others. Maybe today, you know some EGRs? You know what EGRs are, Tracy? Extra grace required kind of people. We all know, we all have them people in our lives. The EGRs, the extra grace required. We have to be able to plant grace in order and extend grace to others. How about this, though? Some of us are really good. You're really good at extending grace to others, but you're really bad at extending grace to your own self. You beat yourself up, and you just tell yourself how unworthy and unqualified you are, how untalented you are. Hebrews chapter 12 says this. I love this scripture. In my opinion, this is... In our time that we live in, this is one that uh, I think the church, oftentimes we read this, but we don't, we're, we're not connecting with it. We're not really, really making the, the full connection here with it. It says this, it says, we're to make every effort to live in peace with everyone and be holy. Because without holiness, guess what? No one sees the Lord. And here's what it says in verse 15, see to it that no one falls short of the grace of God. You know why? Because what happens? There's a seed that gets planted if we don't. And you know what that seed is? It says here is that don't let the bitter root, how do you think a bitter root comes up? Something has to get planted for it. And you know what happens? It says that when a bitter root grows up, it causes trouble and it defiles many people. I want to invite the worship team to come up here with me as we get ready to close out today. So we know we need to plant strength. We need to plant grace. The third one here is we need to plant faith and extend faith to others. People around you are going to wonder, question you. People around you are going to want to doubt the change that you're trying to make in your life. Maybe you actually had moments, because uh, I know I, I've heard stories of people through 21 days of prayer and fasting where they would fast lunch at work and then they would be going outside walking and praying in the parking lot at their work or going and sitting in their car and doing it. And people are like, what are you doing? You know, what, what are you, people, they're going to want to question you and challenge you on why you're praying more, why you want to read more, why you want to do what you're trying to do. But listen, don't listen to the naysayers. Don't give in to that today. Because if you plant these seeds of faith, guess what is going to happen? Faith is going to grow. And the last one, if you would, would you stand with me here? We want to plant trust to deepen our trust in God. How many of you would be willing and bold enough to say that, yeah, I've been tempted to quit. I've been tempted to quit before. Let me tell you, I have some pastor friends and kind of the running joke along uh, with some of us is that uh, when you get the pizza delivery guy to show up to your house and you open the door and you look at him, you're like, you know what? That's a great job right there. 
I could be a pizza delivery guy. Have you ever had that in your life where you're just like, you know what? That would be great. I could do that. Give up on everything else. I'll just go do that. Because it's simple, it's easy, it's clean. It's going to be so easy to be tempted to quit. If, you're, if you'll take the challenge today that I ask, where I ask you to attend, to show up, to be here, to be online, to, 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 to participate with small groups, to give and to join the team, to, to jump in the go team, you're going to be so tempted to quit. There's going to be so many things that pop up in your life. And I love 1 Corinthians as we close. 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says this. It says, guess what? That no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to man. It says, and God is faithful. He will never let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. This is a a misquoted scripture very often that, you know, we often want to say that God won't, God's not going to tempt you more than you can bear. And we love to end it there. God's not going to, you're not going to experience any more than you can handle. That's not what it says to me. Because we, we forget the last part of this sentence, the last part of this verse. It says that he's also going to provide a way out. You know why? So that you can endure it. God's not going to give you more than you can handle, but guess what? He is going to allow you to surrender that stuff over. And he's sitting there going, well, you, are you going to trust me? Are you going to have faith in me? You don't think you can bear it, but Jesus is literally standing there with you saying, listen, I have you. I've got you. We've got so many distractions in our life. And since we started this service, your phone has probably blown up already. You probably have all the things that you were thinking about that you could have done, that you should have done. We have to realize that we have to sow seeds. We have to sow seeds because if we're not careful, seeds are being sown, but they're going to be ones of disunity. They're going to be ones of gossip. They're going to be ones of destruction. They're going to be one of busyness. The seed of busyness. Boy, I, I, I hate that seed. That's one where all of a sudden you, you, you got a big old monster weed in your living room because you're so busy you didn't even pay attention to it. Your busyness. But God is saying, are you going to allow me to come plant seeds of faith and trust and grace and strength today? Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray with each person here today, Lord, Lord, I pray with all those that are online right now that maybe they're sitting in their living room, Father God, or in their kitchen, Father, Lord God, that you were going to speak to your people today. And Lord, right now, I just pray if there's anyone here that feels like they are far from God, that feels like they are standing in a field that used to produce fruit, but now they're not so sure. They just want to hit the reset button. Go back to the way things used to be. Father God, if there are people here that feel that way today, Lord, I proclaim freedom in their lives. Lord, we're proclaiming, Lord God, that you are going to speak to them today through your spirit. That we're going to be able to trust in you, Father God, today. If you're here today and just say, 
I just want to take a, a proclamation step here today. I just want to proclaim, I just want to follow Jesus. I want to trust him more in 2021. Would you just raise your hand? If you're online, say, that's me, I'm in. Say, come on, come on, Pastor Curtis, I am in. I want to trust God more this year than I have in the past. And listen, if that's you, if you've got your hand raised, then guess what? Man, we got to get busy. We have some seeds to plant. We have some seeds to plant today.